For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined, as always, by Badger legend, the Hebrew hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. (laughs) Bernie, how are we doing today? Ah, We're good, man. Every day is a holiday on the podcast. I love it. We bring in guys, young, old. Now we got a young guy who's uh, boots on the ground, who I actually work with. I'm so excited. David Pfaff. Did I say it right? Yep, sound right. Damn, I always say I think I say things wrong, but then I always say I'm right. Um, dude, we're so happy to have you, man. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you guys. I've been following the podcast for a while now. You know, love it. Um, have some awesome guests on, you know, and I think that's what the people want. You got to get what the people want, you know. Got to um, give the people what they want. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so just stoked to, to have a chat with you guys and, you know, answer some questions and share some Limited wisdom that I have. <laughs> well, yeah. we are we're excited about it as well. Uh, and before we get into that, though, want to remind you guys that we are presented by BetOnline.ag, where they continue to be your number one source on all of the internets for your <laughs> online sports wager needs. You name it, they've got it. Super Bowl's over; it doesn't matter. There's NBA, there's NHL, there's all sorts of great European soccer if you're into that. Um, tennis, which is you know, which would be my favorite sport to uh maybe put a little bit money down here uh, on here or there. It doesn't matter. They've got it over at bet online. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to join sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus with your promo code. Believe that's B L E A V. When you sign up bet online, where the game starts, where are we going to start today? Burn, where do you want to start today? It's like the easiest like intro. You I like, have to read it. And then it's like, where did you start? And then we go, David, where did you start? <laughs> Weird. Right. <laughs> so I just think it's funny, but it's great. But oh, Dave, tell us, like, tell us, dude, you're a Wisconsin guy through and yep. through. Um, a- as I read, as I stalk you online, dude, <laughs> you were defensive player of the year in 2014. Take us to like, first off, dude, you're an Eagle Scout. Yeah, proud. You can find anything on um yeah. on online. It's actually great, and you majored in community and nonprofit leadership. Look at you. That's it. That's and you it. enjoy, I, dude, I love it. Enjoy snowmobiling, hunting, and watching movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was reading my bio, uh, actually, right before we got on, because I'm like, oh, God, they're probably going <laughs> to... What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite movie? Okay, so Fast and the Furious 1. Uh, after that, it kind of just goes downhill. Um, but my girlfriend and I have been getting into some really great thrillers recently, so we're kind of on that. Uh, 
I think we own or subscribe to pretty much every platform that there is. So if we can't find it, then we don't need to watch it. <laughs> so, yeah. right, real, one question. Predator. Yeah, good movie. I mean, cultural icon, you know. I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely up there, you know. Um, I knew that's why I knew I loved you for a lot of reasons, but you just solidified it. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. That's 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 an excellent film. It film does go downhill from there, though. Isn't, it, oh, yeah. isn't Predator yeah. the only movie that ever had two future governors in it? Yes, Dragon? in the same one. Yeah, it had same movie. The yeah, body. it had two future governors uh, in, oh, in yeah, the yeah. film: Jesse the Body Ventura and, yeah. and and Arnold. So we digress here, but um, well, we do in a good way. Show, Burn like but, that. But that, David, that's, that's literally like the point of the show is to digress. Listen, I agree. I I actually like the second one with um. Uh, Danny Glover, but then after yeah. that, it kind of hits a hard right turn. It goes all over the place, and then it loops in with the aliens, which I kind of love. Yeah, but it's that, bizarre. That that is kind of a twist that people don't, uh, you know, because they're both like monster figures, right? Yeah. So then, you know, but yeah, big big fan of that and the scene. I think it's from Predator where Arnold meets uh, the guy who um, his old partner in um, in 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 the movie Dylan. You go, Dylan, and then yeah, you do the, you know, the yeah. arm thing, you know. That's awesome. He's like, you've been pushing too many buddy. pencils. The CIA's yeah. got you pushing too many pencils. Believe me, I could yeah. do, like, the whole movie. Um, and then they loop it back to Prey, which actually yeah. was great. Mm-hmm. So cool the way they did it. Like, it's like, you know, the Predators aren't as advanced. I just thought it was awesome. Sure. No, um, yeah. Good stuff. All right. So let's go back and talk about let's you. Let's not talk about my favorite movies. Predator. Let's talk uh, about you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so when does when does a little David, if there ever was one, start playing football? I mean, the culture in Wisconsin is is pretty high. What's yeah. it like growing up in Wisconsin in your area? And like, yeah. what's football mean to the state and to you? Yeah. So great question. Um, you know, I want to take it back. Actually, when I was a young sprout, I remember my mom saying, I was sporty, you know, you know, in elementary school and stuff, but I didn't have anything that really stuck with me. And, you know, I'm doing my homework at nights and my mom's reading through the rec book, you know, that the Mac one Thienesville rec book and like, Hey, you know, you should do football. And I'm like, okay, mom, you know, I'm going to do it. And just took off from there, man. Loved it was actually kind of good. It didn't know. Like we ended my first game and I'm like, did we win? I didn't know. I didn't know anything about football, but I always, it was always there. My mom is a rabid Packers fan. Um, and it just, it, it was steeped into my community um, from day one, you know, Homestead and Mac one, um, you know, it, it's just, it's huge. You know, we've had great players come out of there. Shelby Harris, uh, Ben Gardner, um, you know, Darius Feaster. There, there's a lot of folks that have came out of Mac one that are great. And, and, and so, um, you know, to, to be in that culture, um, winning numerous um state ta- uh, you know state championships um and conference championships um you know i knew that if i get if you know if i start seeing success here um you know i could take this to the moon you know so that's kind of where it started a little bit but you've had you've had guys who've come in from different places the 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 i feel like it's like you're born into this you love the packers you yeah. love football it is yeah. important at the state level. You love the Badgers. Like, mm-hmm. what is that? Because you, we have guys from Florida and Texas who say the California, who say the exact same things. Yeah, I grew yeah. up in New York. Football was like to me very important to the world of New yeah. York. Not really. So, what is it like though? Like, 
like football is life mm-hmm. in Madison and in Wisconsin. Just give me some more like Homestead is obviously I know I've I've heard of that place. Um, mm-hmm. It's highly regarded. But how sure. important is like having such like that culture and growing up yeah. there being a yeah, part of your no. life? I mean, it's huge. You know, from Homestead, my I guess everybody wants to like get to Madison and that, you know, that's if you're a student or a player, you know, um, and just as something as similar as like, we have kind of the same colors, like that red and white. And we just, we, we're just rabid about it, you know? And so, um, you know, growing up, you know, Wisconsin, I remember my first time at Camp Randall was 2007 for the the state game Homestead versus Arrowhead in the three peats. And we, we, we ended up losing that game, uh, but we won two out of the three. And I, I remember getting to Madison being like, oh, my God, this is the this is like the pinnacle of society. You know, like you have this incredible 80,000 plus stadium um, and then you have you have this capital and, and the you know, just everything. And so, you know, um, Homestead was a great place to to you know, just start out and, and really kind of formed, um, the way that, you know, I wanted to kind of make my career happen. So So take us through like when you started and then take us to playing at Camp Randall as a high school player, but start, start young. Like when you started, you're like, Oh, I put my helmet on. It it felt really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Go from there. Okay. That's actually a good point. So (laughs) My mom would always make fun of me uh, because I didn't know how to put the old, you know, the old pads, they were massive, like the thigh pads mm-hmm. into, uh, you know, my, my football gear. And so she was always laughing as I progressed through football. She's like, I'm, you're going to make it to the NFL one day and, and you're going to still be calling me to put the pads, you know, the thigh pads and the knee pads in your pants. And so, you know, that once you said that, that was super funny. Um, Cause that was definitely, you know, a topic that, that has always come up, but yeah, you know, uh, started with, you know, the Mecklenburg Thienstel Cardinals and that's kind of our, our feeder program to Homestead and had some success there. Um, you know, when, when you're that young, you're playing both ways, you're just kind of figuring it out. And, and I loved it. And I was an offensive lineman and then I switched to defensive line and I'm like, Oh my God, I can use my hands and grab people and do a bunch of different things. And so I just had a crazy motor. I, I had a lot of fun. Um, and so then when I got to Homestead, um, you know, I, I, I started on, on JV and that, that was kind of a, a huge, a huge point for me, right? Because, you know, I started to see some really solid success and then just getting a couple snaps on varsity was huge, you know? Um, and then my second year, um, made it on, you know, was doing the whole varsity thing, uh, got a couple starts, uh, later in the season and we ended up going to camp Randall in 2012, uh, against Wanakee and they were on a three or four year winning streak. And so, um, you know, had a, had, a, had an awesome game, uh, busted my hamstring before the game. And so I, I don't even remember most of it. Cause you know, you're, you're just, you're sick. At the end of the season, you're banged up, you're sick, you're just a bunch of stuff is going on. Um, but had a had an incredible coach, um, Coach Tom Fugate, who has had a bunch of great defensive linemen, uh, as well as Fritz Rauch. He was a great defensive coordinator, and the the man, the myth, the legend, Dave Keel, um, who is I think in the Wisconsin Football Coaches Hall of Fame. Um, you know, and, and hoisting that gold ball as a, as a sophomore was just the coolest thing, uh, up until that point. 
And I always knew I was like, okay, I can, I can do this and I want to play here. Um, and then moving into my junior year, you know, just having a, probably the best season, um, you know, getting, getting a couple of state awards, you know, doing well, and then, uh, clinched, you know, the, the offer from Wisconsin. Um, and, and my recruiting was, I, I, I was blessed, right. Cause my mom said, Hey, you know, wherever you get an offer from, if, if a school is willing to pay for your education, we're going to give them a shot. I don't care if it's, you know, a Mac school or, you know, Alabama, we are going to give them the time of day. Uh, Cause that is just such a great honor. And so it started with, with, um, with uh, Western, Western, uh, Western Michigan um, with um, the coach from Minnesota now, bald dude, PJ Flack, PJ Flack. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was, he was the first one to offer me. And, you know, then, then you go through just a litany of things, you know, NIU starting small um, and just kind of working my way up, you know, uh, Iowa State, uh, Syracuse, uh, Wake Forest, Wisconsin, um, and uh, Pittsburgh, right. Pittsburgh where Chris was from. And, you know, that, that was huge because, you know, he offered me there um, and, and, you know, definitely appreciated the offer. Um, But at that point I knew that, my eyes were kind of set on something just a little bigger. Right. And so, and, and, you know, closer to home probably too, you know um, but then when, uh, when Anderson gave me the offer, um, you know, it was kind of one of those deals where it's like, Hey, we got a scholarship offer for you, but uh, you know, you got to decide by the end of the night. And I'm like, Oh my God, you know? <laughs> so I'm like crying. Cause I know I want to, you know, I know I want to go there. Right. Um, Coincidentally, that day, Michigan State called me as well. And so it was I, w- I was in like a Boy Scout meeting, actually. And I saw the call and, you know, you get that 608 number or you get that. I'm not sure what Michigan is, but I, I just picked up that 608 and and he offered me and, and you know, it, it was an easy, easy choice. Um, that's that. That's awesome. But was it was it from playing in Camp Randall? Like, was that when you did that, you were like, wow, this is pretty much top of where I want to yeah. go or you're like, eh, it's still pretty cool, but I'm going to mm-hmm. look around. Yeah. Good question. Um, so, you know, I, I, I knew just, I love camp Randall. I mean, I'm just in love with that stadium, especially with the new South end zone. Um, I think it's one of the coolest stadiums and, and I've played in some cool ones, you know, Lambo that's top AT&T stadium, uh, the Rose bowl, um, you know, name it the big house, even though I think the big house is a little overrated. Um, very overrated massively yeah, just, yeah. overrated it's a it's got a lot of people in it but yeah. it's not loud it's, it's not, not loud it's not loud nebraska now that is the loudest stadium i've ever played in not wow. even a close second oh. um so yeah to answer your question you know um i committed and i was kind of i'm a loyal dude right so um i, I it, it was cool that that you know it wouldn't be too far away from from home which actually proved to to be very helpful uh, during my college years, because man, you know, <laughs> when you get to college, you know, you're you're on your own, and so to have my family semi close, uh, that was huge. That was huge. So, wait, talk talk about that. Talk about like what, because you really are on your own. Like, I'll bring back to my situation, and Maddie P, uh, you probably can give us yours, but like, dude, this is when you could fly with like as much baggage as you really wanted. And I flew with two like 
50 pound duffel bags, which was basically only all it was my boots, my sneakers, my sweatshirts. It was like jackets, everything I really owned that I wanted to bring to college. We this is pre me having a computer and a (laughs) cell phone. So literally, you just get on this plane, you get off the plane in Madison. Think about this in like 2001. There's like you don't have a cell phone. What do you do? You tell the cab driver, like, hey, I'm going to the region. And pray to God this dude knows who it is. And then you get there and they're like, okay, your room is up here with two people you've never met. Mm -hmm. And then you can't call anyone because you don't have a phone. So talk to me about like that mindset of like a look, because you're a little, you got there in 2015. You're you're much younger than I am. But like, what, how how do you deal with that? Because a lot of kids, even now, no matter what, how attached you are dealing with that same thing. So just just walk me through your situation, like how, what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. So um, I actually walked right off the graduating stage from Homestead right into the next day. I started a college class in summer, so the transition period was violent. Let's yeah. let's say yeah, <laughs> that's just, a good word for it. Yeah, violent. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, you know, we, 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 uh, packed up the, the Jeep Cherokee and, and made the hour and a half trip from, from Mequon to, to Madison to the Isthmus. And, uh, you know, we're staying right next to Camp Randall, you know, and, and it's so weird. You're trying to like figure out your identity, like who, like I'm just free now. Like I can do kind of whatever I want. Right. You're with these guys who are playing football with you and, you know, you might not even have like your banking information set up. Like I remember I, I set up a credit card and, and I'm like, oh, OK, I have like a thousand bucks to spend a month. Like, what is this? It's crazy. You know, like my girlfriend talks about it all the time. Like there's no there's no good way to prepare you for college and to be a student athlete that it's 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 having two full time jobs. You know, it's just insane. And uh, so, yeah, you just you pack everything that you kind of need. And that's where the Boy Scouting came uh, in, 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 uh, into play. Right. You know, be prepared, be prepared. Right. And, and so I'm just putting stuff in my bags and I'm like, well, I need this. I don't know. I'll probably be back home for Christmas, but who knows? <laughs> and so, yeah, man, you just you figure it out. And, you know, I mean, if you don't, you don't, you know, so. Sadly, there are a lot of people who don't. I mean, as we all look back, like we're all we've made it right. Us three. And I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, oh, we we did that. But when you go back and like you put yourself back in that mindset and that situation, really, it's hard. It's not easy. You are a single like literal individual. You might have friends who are there, but you don't know what they're going to do. So I, I feel like how important was it for you to you show up? Who are your roommates? Like, who do you know already? Because sure. sure, there's a lot of guys from Wisconsin. So, like, sure. how important are those dudes when you get there? Yeah. Well, all of my roommates pretty much in college or for the most part in college um, have stuck together. You know, we're, we're, we're pretty good friends still. Um, but, you know, I think my defining part of being at Madison or one of the things that I really talk about when I talk about Madison and my time being a student athlete is like mental health. Right. Um, I don't think that I had the best mental health there because you just get there and you're like, oh my God, what's going on? I'm, I'm playing in front of 80,000 fans, but on the same side, like you have to learn so much and you have a lot of resources and people to help you out. And, and so I was talking to, um, Rob Booker and I think you guys have had him on the 
the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And I, I told him, I said, Hey man, like there, it's going to hit you in the face, right? Just don't quit. Like literally do not quit, show up, have a decent attitude and just, you know, figure it out. And so, um, you know, there, I was lucky enough to have friends from high school that, that came in, uh, to Madison and, and they were, but they're students too, complete different, uh, you know, different experience than I had, you know? Um, one of my best friends, Ben Gust, who's in Atlanta now, um, he had like no idea why I wanted to come home, you know? And he's like, dude, you're in Madison, like live it up. And I'm like, yeah, like I I'm living it up, but like, also I kind of just want to feel something that feels homey to me, you know, and, and Madison always felt homey, but there's something, there's nothing like a home cooked meal from your mom, you know, and there's nothing, nothing like just chopping it up with homies, uh, back home. And, and so, you know, the transition was violent, um, but I didn't quit and I got my degree and I ended up playing 15 plus games and, and, and having a, a career that, you know, I'm proud of, obviously there's always things you want to, uh, we, we all wish we could, we could play. Always, totally. you know, um, but, you know, I can hang my hat on saying, hey, I, I did the best I could with my maturity level and the resources that I was given, you know, <laughs> talking about maturity level, dude, I was at the basement of maturity level when I showed up on canvas. I was I like, oh, it's going to be easy. I still am. Yeah. Every time I show up, I'm in the basement. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like there's more resources now, though, that the. You know, when I was there, the football program had an academic advisor, yeah, maybe two academic advisors and like some GAs, and yeah. literally no one gave one or two, you know, Fs if you like yeah. were mentally there or not, yeah. as long as you played good football. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's it. You know, and maybe that's, that's just the way some some of us felt, which is yeah. also not the right thing to feel. But um, but I, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Let's go back for one second. Did sure. you take a uh, a visit and who were your hosts and like, what does that look like? Good question. So I did take a, a visit, like an official visit. Uh, my host was, I think Connor Sheehy, Alec James, Chikwe. He was there. Um, Dude, Chikwe gave me this sweatshirt. Just Chikwe is a boss, man. Dude, he's so cool. He is, he's, he's a cool that's group. a good group, man. Yeah, that is a good group. Um, you know, and, and, but it's an older group too. You know, it's, it's a group that had Anderson that was, was with Bielma who, who then transitioned to Paul Christ. So, you know, learning from those guys were, were huge. And, and I don't even know if I learned much football from them, but I learned how to be a prof literally a professional, like this is what we do and you need to, you need to do it that way. And you need to pre you need to appreciate when times are easy because that's not how it's going to be. You know, so I think that's the biggest thing I learned from them. You know, how long just, did it take for you that lesson to actually sink in, though? Never. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> uh, honestly, the turning point was <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. I think we all are. Um, you know, the turning point for me in my career was was definitely 2017, that regular season, you know, undefeated uh, Orange Bowl run that we had. Uh, it was excellent. It was it was fun. I started to really play. And, and that's. You know, I've I have like a, a tattoo on my side of like a phoenix, and that that was so important to me because, like I said, the mental health, figuring it out, like not quitting, um, you know, turning that corner is is so huge. And I felt like that season really turned the corner for me. 
So, well, you bring up a good point about the not quitting. Yeah. Um, because now there's an, I don't want to say an easy way out because that's really not fair, but there yeah. is a way out if you're not comfortable or happy. I think that the transfer portal to me was set up for people who like hated their situation or hated yeah. being where they were or were not just being the best human they could be. Mm hmm. I feel like that's a minute percentage compared to what it is being used for. It's yeah. free agency to me. Yeah. At, it it separates somewhere. Like if I hated being at Wisconsin for some odd reason, maybe I'm drinking too much. I need to go somewhere else to go to BYU, whatever. Yeah. That makes sense. T talk to me about like, you say don't quit. You, you know, you, you were a red shirt, you know, then you missed the season. Like, mm -hmm. A lot of people in your position probably would be like, listen, I'm I'm out. Like I could yeah. go somewhere else. I go anywhere. You mentioned Syracuse. You mentioned all these other schools yeah. that probably be happy to welcome you. Yeah. Well, well first off, we love hearing redshirt stories. So just know we're going to get into that. Um, but what's it like that no quit person? Like, I love you for this. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I can't I, I committed to Madison for like a really large reason was to finish. Like there's been people from Homestead that have gone to Madison and for whatever reason, it just doesn't exactly work out in the best sense. Like no one's been an all-star player from Homestead at Madison. And so that was something that I really wanted to kind of have a chip on my shoulder, you know, cause we're a damn good program at Homestead. And, you know, I wanted to, to just make my mark. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> really figured it out quick that, you know, I would, ha I would have to make my mark by just, not quitting and being a gritty guy. You know, we talk about being, uh, you know, smart, tough, and dependable. And that was something where, well, you know, I don't know if I was the smartest guy, but I was going to have the best attitude, be the best teammate, and and be the grittiest guy, you know, because I wasn't the largest, but I, you talk to some offensive linemen and I gave them some really good, some really good hits, you know, and uh, it's a mentality thing. Um, so yeah, hopefully I answered your question there. You've yeah, always just come off as such a positive person yeah. it's uh but i love to hear the the no quitting because i feel like guys would really do well at wisconsin if they yeah. stuck it out and yeah. i don't want to i'm not i i can't put myself into everyone's shoes which mm -hmm. is is also not fair but i i do feel like there's something to be said about someone who perseveres through tough times and and pushes through and and does i'm not saying wisconsin but it could be anywhere right yeah. like that that the thought of like just jumping ship and I'm not using the right terms, but leaving yeah. because yeah. you're not playing right away or you thought you were, isn't always to me like the best character building um, trait, I guess. Yeah. But we live in this day and age. So basically anything can happen. Dude. So get in. So you, you show up, you're at the region. You're, yeah. you're, you're now, I'm assuming you like figure out you're going to redshirt. Yeah. Uh, Cause no one ever told me like, Hey dude, you're retro this year. They're just <laughs> like, go over there with that group and never yeah. come back over here, which yeah. you figure out very quickly is not the starters. Yeah. Um, what's, what's your time like on the scout team? What, what was your time like as a, you know, a red shirt to me, you're the bottom of the barrel. Like I was there. Um, I, I didn't even see my actual coach for like a year. So what I, I didn't even know what Barry Alvarez looked like. I had to, you know, <laughs> download a picture. I'm kidding. That's not true. I knew what he looked like. But like, what's it like to you when you're, you know, you're there? Who's on the squad with you? And like, yeah. you know, like, what, what, share some fun oh. stories. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, my first camp, I go against Ryan Ramchek as a transfer. 
And I'm, I'm like, oh my God, this guy, and he's not even a starter. Cause you know, the transfer rule at that point was, you know, he came from, I think Stevens point, And now he's, he's one of the highest paid tackles, you know, in the, in the league. And just, it, just in the best offensive lineman I've probably ever played against. And so, you know, the, the one thing that I took away from scout team was get off scout team as quick as you can and learn. <laughs> and it's, it is, I mean, you don't want to get your, 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 uh, stuff kicked in for, you know, two seasons. And so that really, you know, put a fire under my ass when I started, you know, tasting that, okay, well, Hey, you're going to be on travel squad. You're going to be on travel squad. And so that really pushed me to be like, Hey, I don't, I don't, I want to, I want to make my mark. You know, I want to, I want to start really contributing because I knew I had it in me, but you know, the, the grind of college football, especially on scout team with coach Rudolph, best coach, one of the best coaches um, I've ever you know, played under or, or, or worked with, um, cause he really cares, but wow, you, you just, you don't want to be on scout team, man, when you're going against, um, guys like, uh, Michael Dieter and Bo Benchwall and, uh, Micah Kapoy, just a ton, a ton of guys, you know, and they're all, a lot of them are in the NFL, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I do know. Yeah. <laughs> I do know. You know, they're like, go block these linebackers. Like they know the plays are coming. Yeah. Like, go, you're gonna ISO this dude. And you're like, Nick Rison, come on, man. This is like the 17th time in a row. Yeah. And he sheds the block every time. Like, I'm yeah. not good enough yet to actually compete yeah. with these dudes. Like that's yeah. that was my harsh reality. Was like you're just not there yet. Like you yeah. you're not this is why you're redshirting, which I I I absolutely love because one. I agree. Physically, I was ready to I could kill anybody, but like mm -hmm. I couldn't play football. I could yeah. be a battering ram. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, so I actually want to <clears throat> pardon me. I I want to ask you about sort of uh, of that group you came in with because you came in I, a you guys were the first class that was uh well, well, it was Coach Chris class. Mm -hmm. And we've had a couple other guys from that class on with us. We've had Chris Orr, um and, and Dave talked Mormon. to Dave Mormon, yeah. And so we and we for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. talked about sort of that it's a really pivotal group that you guys are and you you know it, it was a big class too there were a lot of there were a lot of dudes a bigger class i think than usual 19 guys i mean yeah. um but it, it, a wide variety of guys you know some guys i remember zach bond was like a really really late ad uh because coach anderson hadn't extended him a scholarship and then like i know coach chris like first thing he does is extend him a scholarship so. yeah that was a good move <laughs> yeah you don't yeah. say you yeah. don't say so what was so coming in? What's your relationship like with the guys in your class, and sort of how did you guys sort of bond over sort of this unique experience of being recruited by one staff but going in under another one? Yeah, good question. Uh, so you know, I, I guess I'll expose Zach Bond here a little bit. I remember what you know he's from um, Brown Deer, right, right, right down the street from me, and so we were pretty close. And I remember, uh, I think it was the Packers were playing. I don't know. The Seahawks, maybe. And uh, he, he he gave me a call and he's like, hey, man, like, yeah, I don't know what a gray shirt means, but, you know, I think I'm taking it. And then like a couple months later, 
He's like, I got the offer. And I'm like, yes, you're awesome. And then, you know, down the road, he, he you know, has done great things and, and you know, everything else. Uh, but yeah, that first class was special, right? Oliva Sagapolu, Chris Orr, um, uh, just tons of guys. But but the thing that I want to highlight about that class is like we ended up having a pretty successful senior season. You know what I'm saying? And so to on your point, Matt, right? That development is so crucial, right? Chris Orr, he he developed, but obviously he was starting his freshman year. He's he's a different story. That guy's a different breed and, and one of the best football players. I've honestly one of the best people I've ever um just interacted with. Um you know, and so I think it's 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 important that that people stick with it, and um, you know, you, you really stick with your class. I was telling a story today uh, to one of my trainers at Sports Advantage, uh, you know, about Coach Kyle Costigan bringing us in as young guys, and he says, "Look to your right, look to your left. Chances are one of or both of those guys will not be here in in your senior year," and that was it. You know. Um, so it was pretty crazy to to be his first class and uh, and to kind of finish out with him. What was it? What was the culture like under Coach Chris? Yeah, good question. Um, I mean, there's that that's there's there's a couple of things with that, right? Coach Chris is he is a dad, man. He's just a just a he comes to work with his lunch pail and his hard hat, and he does his thing, right? And when he does get fired up, it really fires you up because he doesn't do it that often, right? And so, um, you know, the, the the culture was, it was by my senior year was the best culture that I've ever played in, you know, or with. And uh, and it is, just stems from those guys, man. You know, Chris or Zach Vaughn, um, myself in my little microcosm of the D line. Like I really cared about the D line. I wasn't like an amazing player, but I knew if I just showed up every single day and did my thing that, that we would be successful. Um, and so, you know, you bring in Jim Leonard and what a great coach just being um, the guy who's been through everything, you know, the smartest football mind I've ever been around. Um, so it, I really loved that, that, you know, you have coach Rudolph, who's really fiery, you have Leonard, who's fiery, but more just like smart and he gets it and he's down to earth. And then Chris, who is more relaxed and, you know, he's he's doing his thing and and you can really, um, you know, talk to him and, and not be necessarily intimidated, you know, and even you though. Had a, and you had a Randa and Wilcox as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Randa. I mean, he's done great things. Um, and Wilcox, you know, s- similar, you know, great things as well. Um, so, the, yeah, the culture was just really um I don't know. It was just, it, it is what it is. You, you can feel it. You know, you can't, that's the thing about culture, right? You, you not, you, you can't always put words to it, but you feel it, you know? So. You say Jimmy was a, listen, I agree with you. One of the smartest football players, also one of the most gifted athletes, yeah. not, not physically gifted. Like he's seven feet tall, yeah. but he played football. Like he was seven feet tall. Um, you know, that's why I uh, played on, what, four teams in the NFL. He played 10 years. Coaches were bringing him to different places because yeah. he was that smart and could literally coach people. Mm-hmm. What was it like? You know, he's not a D-line coach, but he's yeah. the D coordinator. What's mm-hmm. it like to be around him, you know, him to coach you on certain things? Like, just hear these sure. bits and pieces of advice from, like, a guy like 
Jimmy Leonard, who coached for like what seven years and pretty much was like the best defensive coordinator in a long time. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's it's simple, right? You get a guy from Tony, Wisconsin, who's who's just really knowledgeable. But why is he knowledgeable? Because he does the simple things better than anyone else, you know. And so he is a little bit of a freak when it comes to athleticism. But there are a lot of other players that are probably more athletic than him or or were. Um, but, uh, you know, just to hear from him, um, I remember he was telling us a story about him in the league, uh, and it was in the dog days of camp where he just like, man, this, this is rough, you know? And he put up a, a film piece for us, a piece of film. And it was a, um, like a, like a hustle, right? It was like, um, now I can't think of the name of the drill, but, um, Essentially, it was run to the ball, right? And and he showed us a different clip, right? Of this guy is on a a huge contract and has been starting three years, and this is the just the the dog who's trying to get a spot. And to show us that, he's like, "You guys need to be that dog, man. I don't care how talented you are. Your spot is not safe. We, but not in a bad way, you know. Not in like a oh, you guys got to perform or you're, you're cut kind of how it is in college football." But he's just trying to inspire us, you know, by actually showing what he wants us to do. So I love me some Jimmy Leonard. Jimmy Leonard, man. Jimmy Cooks. He I, He's just really a special human being. And I can't believe he literally came from a place that no one could probably pinpoint in Wisconsin. Like maybe I think his high school, I think he had like he went to like a high school of 100. Some small. He said they played every position growing up. It's just. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. I, I'm just so proud of him. Um, so it's just crazy. But uh, so let, let's go back yeah. to your time on, on campus a little bit, uh, a little bit more. So obviously, like Bernie said, like you were you were in the business school, um, majoring in nonprofit, all, all, all sorts of fun things like that. Um, what is your life like off the football field? Yeah, good question. So you know, still trying to figure it out. You know, I think um, I was in the School of Human Ecology, uh, but did take a lot of classes in the business school for entrepreneurship. Um, and I, I was a community and nonprofit leadership major, uh, which is kind of what I do now, which is perfect for the university. And uh, so, so, you know, wasn't the best student, but always, again, just showed up and, you know, tried, like sat in the front of the class, you know, might have not always been paying attention, but I, I didn't want to be that athlete who, just was there to check the box. You know, I, I wanted to, you know, if I'm going to get a, a huge education, then I'm going to try to at least take advantage of it a little bit, you know, to whatever degree that would have been. Still got the degree. Um, but yeah, you know, I moved around uh, a couple of times. I wanted to kind of taste what Madison had to offer. Right. So, you know, was staying in the Lakeshore dorms, uh, Dijop, which actually my office overlooks now. And it's just such a cool feeling, man, like full circle. I made it, you know, <laughs> in my, in my, you know, and it's, it's just a small victory. Um, but then, you know, lived on Langdon right by the lake and during the summer and, you know, you, you, you get to experience a lot of things on Langdon street. Um, and then, you know, lived in the sophomore sl- or by the sophomore slums, kind of that Regent neighborhood, um, lived up by the stadium a little bit and then found a home, actually a, a, an apartment, um, right next to the Cole center. So I would see all the, all the games, um, you know, when people were going to the games and, and then, you know, we get that, that 
you know, student athlete ticket that are in like the nosebleeds. Um, and so I, I got to go to a bunch of hockey games, basketball games, men's and women's, you know? Um, yeah. So I lived right by the Kohl center as well. And that was one of the smartest things I ever did. Now I didn't yeah. get a dime of either deposit back, but sure. you know, that means we enjoyed it. So <laughs> Which I, 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 for me, I think that's a great part of campus to live on. Yeah. I will advocate for, you know, North Francis Street, you know, right North around Francis. there. Yep. The yep. Bassett neighborhood in like North Francis mm-hmm. right yep. by, it's perfect because if you, if you're waking up late, it's uh 6.5 minutes to the stadium. If you make all the lights uh to get to my parking spot and down to the locker room. Cause you know, <laughs> as a student athlete, you'd be waking up late sometimes. Right. But you got to make it on time. And then you have State Street, you know, that's that's close. You have, and I worked at Wando's my um, my senior <laughs> year. You got that right there in the, the lake. And it's just beautiful. And the the key part is it was a little quiet and there was a gas station right there. So if you had to fill up your moped or get some quick food, uh, it was like prime for me. Yeah. Wonderful <laughs> spot. Absolutely wonderful spot. Yeah. I, love, I, I love it down there. And But it's not on State Street, so it's not too loud. Yeah. Right? You can you can actually yeah. sleep there, too. Yep. Can't yep. recommend it enough for all you current and future Badgers. Listen, um, they're having a huge problem. There's nowhere to put the students that are coming in anymore. No, enrolling the like the largest class freshman class ever in the history. And, and last year or this year, I think it was last year. Last and, year, uh, yeah. And they can't fit, they can't find yeah. places for students. And I mean, but but that's that's the beauty of Madison too, because you have the city, right? So you know, and we're on the isthmus, which is like that. Yeah, literally, there's, lake, there's no more land. Yeah. No more land. You know, you have to build up, but you can't build higher than the capital. So then, you which get is amazing, land. which I love, right? which I love. I do. I love. I, that. What, would you want it any other way though? Like no. you want that to sort no. of be like the pinnacle, right? I mean, it's the yep. state capital for a reason. It's a giant gold dome. Like you might as well show it off. Every time I drive into the city, I still get the goosebumps on my arms. On John Nolan. Yep. On John, yep. on John Nolan or yep. East East Washington yep. coming in. And I'm like, this is my city, you know, and then you see Camp Randall and you just it, there's a reason that it is the best college town in America, you know, and, and it really is. It's one it's one of the most livable cities in America, too. And I don't think people know that got just tons of things, you know, I mean, we're, we're out here advocating now for the city. I mean, the the, the uh, what the, they need to start paying us for basically being a walking advertiser yeah. for the city of Madison. Well, no, so Listen, what, I so hate what, to tell you this, what, Maddie P, but we do get paid to talk about Madison yes. all day. You yes, don't. You, no, I don't. I mean, <laughs> listen, I That's already it. work. I already work at a nonprofit. I'm very familiar with this world. If, there you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? So if you need a hand, you know where to go. I'd be happy to rep, uh, rep the city and the university all day, all the time. Uh, no, but so like, what what are what are your some of your favorite haunts? We know Wando's, but like, where else? Yep. Like, where where else can we find? Uh, where can we find Dave Foff on yeah. during the off season on a Friday or Saturday evening? Um, well, I mean, when I was a student athlete, it was, it was so weird. We just don't go out. Like, you know, you get the house parties and stuff, but you have to keep it low key, right? Because that's a big thing is is taking care of business off the field. And 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 Coach Chris always would say after the games, he'd say after a big win, you know. Have fun. Do not fall apart. And and you, it's a spoken rule. You you know what that means. And and you know we're 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 young guys, right? And and so you want to have some fun. Um, but yeah, you know, loved loved Wando's um, vintage, um, the W. You know, and these places change. The 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 bar scene changes in Madison. 
Um, but like loved piano bar too. And just some of those places going up state street, you know, get a little bougie, you know, drinks and food get a little more expensive. Um, but I think I experienced Madison more actually after I graduated. And I, I think some people will say the same, you know, you're in your, you're in that campus side and it's just kind of, it is what it is. You have kind of everything there. And then when you get out, um, you know, you're, expo- you know, you're experiencing places, you know, in, in Atwood and in the Willie Street area. And there's just some really cool places, man, in, in Madison. So I could echo more. tap if I didn't, if I didn't play. Yeah, I felt that way. I felt that way as a fifth year. Yeah, um, because I had a I was working a job where I traveled all around, not just Madison, but southern Wisconsin and I had a lighter course load so I could sort of enjoy and explore more of that. And sure. L- like like that fifth year, I think I feel like I learned like three times as much about Madison as I had the four years before that. And, and, and I agree, like th- there is so much that we can do. Okay, we can stop being a commercial for <laughs> the city of Madison. We can go back inside of Camp Randall Stadium or yeah. inside of the McLean Center. Um, for you, when you got to college, what was the toughest adaptation for you mentally, physically, emotionally or otherwise? Um, I mean, mentally, right. Being, being, um, taking care of your schoolwork and, and being a student athlete, right. The mental toll of just, you wake up, like I've never experienced anything and like this in my life. Um, and, and it really kind of changed who I am today, you know, it really shaped that it's waking up at let's say five 30 or, or six o'clock. Let's be generous. Let's say six o'clock waking up at six o'clock doing that first camp. And you get done, and this was before like two days are, are not a thing anymore. Um, you know, waking up at six o'clock and then going to bed at at nine thirty, ten o'clock, and and that that was like a responsible, you know, bedtime. You know, because you have to be up again at, at six o'clock, and it's dark when you wake up and dark when you go to bed, and that will take a toll on people. And I know that's a universal thing that that sticks out with people is like just that grind, you know, like, Oh, got to do it again. It didn't have a good day. doesn't matter. Do it again. <laughs> but then you get to that Saturday and oof, there is not a better high than running in front of 80,000 fans. After you get out of the smoke and you're just like, wow, it's all know? worth it. It's all worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't change a damn thing. I really yeah. wouldn't. I, you know, I have to agree with you. I think the mental is, Definitely the hardest because physical is easy. You know, you can only lift yeah. what you can lift. Yep. The mental to me and what I feel like was probably the same for you is literally you're asked to perform at a high level, not even just high level, like the ultimate level. You have to be, let's say, at lift group at six o'clock, but yeah. they expect you no matter what happened yesterday or five minutes ago for you to dominate the lift yeah. group. And that's mm-hmm. not easy. They, the science literally has algorithms to tell them what weight will be your, like your last rep, couple reps are going to be the hardest yeah. reps you'll ever take. And then next week they expect you to be better. Yeah. So you have to perform in the weight room. You have to perform as a student athlete. Cause yeah. if you don't go to class or you, you know, you, you're a jabroni, it's going to catch <laughs> up to you. Like you could take a couple weeks off yeah. yeah, and you're going to feel great. And then that fourth, fifth, sixth week when dudes are on you and you're getting in trouble, it's going to be hell on earth. So yeah. you're performing at that level. I don't know about for you, but they would come to our classes and see if we were there. Class checkers. If, oh, yeah. Class checkers. And if you weren't there, it was horrible. Because mm-hmm. um, then they'd just be like, hey, JD, take this kid. He, he didn't go to class. And he, literally not going to class 
was like the equivalent of like literally killing five people. Yeah. That's what it felt like because the, the punishment was harsh. Yeah. And then you have to go to practice and then yeah. you have to go to the study table and yeah. you have to take care of yourself and yeah. go to sleep on time. So yeah. the mental is wildly yeah. like not spoken about how difficult or pr- I think it's more pressure, but you said yeah. never giving up is probably the easiest way to counter, yeah. you know, just work hard. Just, just put your head down and grind. It's yeah. not as easy said as done though. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I also think that that is a lot of places, but Madison really prides, you know, Wisconsin prides itself on that as just being a, a grinder. And one of the great resources that we have now that really started when I was a senior was our uh, meditation and mindfulness with Chad McGee. He, Chad. He, he, right. Yeah, he's he, he's the guru. He is yep. the guru. And uh, he really, you know, I, I was in that, not, I don't want to say dark space, but exploratory phase of like, I know my mental health is not doing great. And so I need to just do things right to help me, you know, cope. And so it was mindfulness and meditation and, and um, doing things like uh, uh, sensory deprivation tanks because they're just really good. And we, we ended up getting one for the Badgers um, and taking care of your body. You know, I mean, I think Rogan always says it. Um, he's like, you know, the people that are really good at their craft really take good care of their body. You know, at the end of the day, you need to. This is our vehicle of, of whatever we need to take care of it. Which, which, I mean, totally. I don't. I can't yeah. say I did take care of it um, <laughs> when I was driving through the bars in Madison. Yeah. But uh, um, well, I I want to pivot quick because you're on the your boots on the ground, yep. and I'm sure you hear things, little whispers here and there. Sure. We don't have to talk about how crazy the transition has been, which to me is completely wackaloo. Yeah. What are we? I mean, from an outsider, I'm very excited about what I'm seeing social media wise. Yeah. Um, coaching wise, we, you know, we've jumped headfirst into this business of football. No. What are you seeing being so much closer to the one, the, the physical team and then two being a couple years off the team? Yeah. I mean, I still got, I have the luxury of having friends still on the team. I think this might be the last class that I'm actually connected with. Um, guys like Rodas Johnson and, and I think, Isaiah Mons is still on the team or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of hype around this, this new phase of Wisconsin football, this new, you know, transition period. Um, and like a classic Wisconsin guy, I want to say that I don't want to hype it up too much, but like, like Barry Alvarez said, get your tickets now. Cause yeah. I think as soon they're going to be, they're going to be, um, not available. And, uh, I think there's a lot of great things happening and uh, I'm, I'm excited for an alumni and, you know, a, a huge sports fan. And, and I think people should, uh, should get on the boat. And I think it's important too, that regardless of the success, you know, I love Wisconsin because it's Wisconsin. I don't love it because of our record necessarily. I'm bought in. Right. And I think people should understand that there's a lot that goes into this and coach fickle is not going to wake up, you know, and say, Oh, how can I screw up today? He's going to do everything possible that he can to be successful coach. And I think those guys, you know, everyone, everyone's kind of riding that boat, hopefully at Mm -hmm. least, you know? No, I, I completely agree. I think it's extremely exciting. You know, it's hard because your guy was probably Jimmy. My guy's Jimmy. I loved him. And then when, when, so if I separate my love from my, I love Wisconsin, yeah. I think this is a great thing 
And I yeah. think what they're moving towards is is what a lot of people have pushed for. I mean, a yeah. lot of people, you and me, are we're brought in. I'm bought in. I like yeah. literally could have a, a, a cartoon character coaching, and I'd still love them to death. Mm-hmm. I could have Coach Chris Sweatshirt by just the Sweatshirt yeah. coaching, yeah. Um, and I would absolutely want you know be so happy, and I'd go to games yeah. and I'd be thrilled. I think a lot of people though in this world, in this country, and especially Wisconsin and, and Badger faithful. Did you know you we talked to alumni all day? They wanted a change and they want yeah. to win. Yeah. And I think what Mac has done is has given us literally the best, the best option to do it starting today. I you know, knew, yeah, yeah. I knew I loved uh, Coach Mac uh the first time I, you know, really talked to him because I I knew he's he's got that the perfect balance between he knows what Wisconsin is. And he, he also knows we need change, right? And I've been harping this to donors, to anyone I'm talking to. Change and uh, tradition are not mutually exclusive. You know, we can we can highlight our strengths. Running back you, all on you, having a great defense, you know, hard-nosed, gritty defense. But we can also change some things up. You know, we 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 need to move with the times and if that's with NIL, if that's with making, you know, coaching changes, things need to happen. And and I think, you know, Chris McIntosh is, is and Luke Fickle is going to put us in the right spot, you know. Sadly, part of your what you just said there involves the fullback going, going gone, going bye bye, yeah. yeah. um, which is OK. I, you know, listen, yeah. I said this before, if we win games. And yeah. we're we're winning championships. I'm okay. The fullback's gone. It'll yeah. still hurt me, but yeah. it's okay. Um, dude, I have a random question. With that, you sure. mentioned the NIL. Um, do you see guys like driving around campus in sports cars and like balling out at places and like going to expensive dinners? Because I only say this because I had a scooter that crashed like six times. I just yeah. duct taped it. Yeah. I couldn't afford to go to tornado room more than once a year. Same. So like. <laughs> These dudes are making a lot of money. Yeah. I think I Google some people and I'm like, I don't, you never know if Google's yeah. that's true or not. Do you see any of this stuff? Like, what do you see on campus? Is it, has that changed? Lifestyles from what I've seen haven't changed, obviously. And I like to be nosy, right? I just, I'm <laughs> shameless about it, right? Cause, cause I also want to be an advocate for those guys. Now, you know, they, they get all this money and it's like, well, you're still 19 years old. You know, we, we don't need to be buying some crazy stuff here. Um, but I, I think that's kind of baked into the system of, and I, I think we've done a great job of like, when I was going to school, we have financial planners and stuff, you know, systems in place to really show guys like, you know, Hey, take it, take it easy, you know, be really intentional about what you're spending and what you're doing. Um, but to answer your question, no, I haven't seen it. I think, you know, it might change a little bit and that's just with everything. Um, but I think our guys are, are taking it in stride. And hopefully being very smart because it's a lot, you know, there's, you're hearing the headlines. There's a lot of money to be made out there. Um, and hopefully they're, they're leveraging their positions. I mean, I, I, yeah, listen, I haven't seen anything too outrageous, which I, which I'm, I, I, mean, I think I'm proud of that. I am I'm too. not saying um, somebody can't buy a G wagon, but yeah. they could, mm, I, if you're a college kid, I wouldn't, but I mean, that's yeah. just me. 
Yeah, yeah. like when I when I see wow. uh, who who's the Texas quarterback with the Lambo out there? Um, yeah, uh, Quinn Ewers. I'm like, dude, you're just asking yeah. to get that broken like broken into and stolen. So yeah. no, but speaking of NIL, though, my favorite question to ask guys is uh, when if you were still in school right now and you were still on the team, what would your ideal NIL endorsement be? Oh, good. Call. I've thought about this for years, um, for years, and when NIL popped open. I was like, oh, well, just my luck, right? You know, <laughs> just a couple years off off uh of this great opportunity. I would start small, right? I'm kind of a I'm kind of a guy who likes outdoorsy stuff. And so, you know, I would be I'd be getting like um fishing gear and and, and like snowmobiling stuff and um food. I'm a great cook, right? So I would be like, I'd be getting the weird stuff, right? Like I want uh, you know, a double clad aluminum uh saucepan, you know. Just get some crazy stuff, you know. I don't. I don't need like fancy clothes necessarily. Even though I do have, I do like a nice pair of shoes and 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 some good stuff. Um, but that's the cool thing about nil is like whatever you want, you can strike a deal with someone, and there can be a mutually beneficial outcome. You know. Yeah. Well, so. especially when, when you're tying into something that's already like part of your personality. Like I think Braylon Allen and what he does with yeah. the the weightlifting, like that's so perfect. It makes yeah. so much sense for everyone involved. So yeah, yeah. I, I agree. That's the way to go. I so, agree. Well, we are at time here, so we're going to have to wrap it up here today. We cannot thank you enough for spending yeah. uh, some time with us here today. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, in Madison, uh, hopefully not at Wando's all the time, but <laughs> um, you know, yeah, at the foundation. You know, super excited about my current job as a donor experience officer for the Wisconsin School of Business and. You can find me also coaching Sun Prairie football. Um, we, we have an awesome season coming up. Uh, we didn't get to talk about that a little bit today. I kind of forgot to plug it, but love that. So Sun Prairie, the the foundation, and and you know, occasionally on State Street and Wanda's. <laughs> That's <laughs> David, awesome. Thank you so much for being yeah, with us, man. Yeah, we appreciate thanks, it. Yep, thanks for listening to the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. And until next time, on Wisconsin. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.